Welcome to the Wealth Ready Podcast. I'm Trisha. I am Darian. Thank you for joining us. This week we'll be talking about whether or not you should be investing in GameStop. Now, there's been a big ordeal about investing overall and investing in these stocks that have been short squeezed. And so I think that this is a great time for us to dive deeper and determine what's really going on and how involved should you even get in any of this. So the thing that happens with GameStop, as far as I can see, is there's a lot of concern about big money. Everyone keeps saying hedge funds, but let's just call it big money. Getting into these positions where they're looking for opportunities to take advantage of others, right? And I think that there's just a sense in the market now, and in a way, there's always been this feeling that there are too many people just taking advantage of retail investors, of people who don't have the same kind of resources. And so this has been seen as a way for people to see someone else win. They're in a a position now where you have the retail investors winning in the sense that they're making some gains over these last couple of days. And these people with bigger money aren't uh are in losing positions in many cases right we've heard that melvin capital who's lost i think it was 53 percent of their january uh gains and losses and the reality is that that this is a a way that people are really acting out so do you darian feel like this is a, a means for people to express themselves or what do you think is really going on with this situation i think it's a win-win situation for everyone. I thought about it kind of like anything that you invest in, whether it's your own company, you start a business. Sometimes the business may go up, go up and it may stay there and then sometimes the business may go down. But at the end of the day, I think if you're the person that has the capital, you consider yourself to be in the controlling seat. But I think now, especially with how things are going on with Robin Hood, they're kind of not in the controlling seat anymore. But a lot of that comes based off of just how how Robin Hood is set up. I know for me personally, I have GameStop and I got GameStop based off of signing up for Robin Hood and getting GameStop as a referral because someone else signed up. And I thought about that the other day and I was like, maybe when they put GameStop on the platform for trading, they didn't expect it to go up. But then you have all these people who've gotten GameStop off of referrals. So now it's like you just gave away a whole lot of money really fast and you didn't expect it to happen like that. So now you're trying to play catch up. So it's very interesting when you think about it. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's really what I, I'm talking about when I say the retail investors are really the ones winning, because in your case, you've gotten that stock when it was closer to, what, $3? $2.97 to be exact. <laughs> right, so from two ninety seven up to 500 at its peak, that's a drastic shift in the market that many people have been able to profit from in such a short amount of time. And the people who are losing the most are those who had short positions on these types of stocks, right? So GameStop is one, but there have been others, including Bed Bath & Beyond, AMC, American Airlines, and I'm sure the list goes on and on, but this is the one that's been the most drastic. And it's been a huge roller coaster because you can see, and I think we all expect it, GameStop will return to its 
fair value at some point. But in the near term, it's so volatile that you can't anticipate what the next move is going to be. Obviously, if you're in the stock, you're hoping that it continues moving up. But when we think about just what GameStop was initially offering where they have been in these last couple of months over the last couple of years right just thinking about their business proposition what they bring to the market and then how the whole covid situation has really altered the way that they are able to do business to me this is a great opportunity for them to take some of the money that's been offered up to them and utilize it to enhance their platform figure out how you're going to better uh, address your customers right whether that's through actual retail shops or e-commerce you have to figure out the right mix and take this as an opportunity to really showcase your business uh without having to go out and find lenders because now you have this huge influx of money. Of course, we're all questioning where it'll land at the end of all of this because uh, 500 is hardly where you would value something like GameStop at this point. But this has been more about the actual cause than it is about what we'll think that the company is actually worth. So we've moved away from any kind of fundamental when we talk about the run-up in price for GameStop, it's no longer just about like, hey, this company is worth this much money. It's about proving a point about addressing issues that we've had with people taking advantage of folks. And I think that this is a strong way to go about really getting your message heard. A lot of times, even on this platform, we've talked about just being in positions where you can help others and you can have a voice that's strong enough to get your point across but a lot of times you have these situations where those with money are controlling the narrative and so it's harder to get a message out to a broad audience because it's going to be filtered and this I feel has been kind of that grassroots push where you have people saying look the, the way that we could beat this is by going about it this way and in, in a way it's been working right it's been working to have conversations happen but then you have a lot of people so concerned about retail investors now because they're feeling that these are going to be the same people in a losing position when it comes time to see that GameStop come back to fair value so in a way you you never want to be the person buying at the top so if you didn't own GameStop before this it's hard to say that you're going to go in without the expectation that there will be some volatility in the market. Like if you're going in for the cause, that's one thing. But if you're going in to invest with the expectation that the market's going to continue rising, this is now a dangerous game to play, right? We're, we're way higher than any logical valuation. So you can't go into this now and think that you're going to see the kind of returns that people have already seen if they've been holding since three dollars so <laughs> definitely want everyone to play it 
somewhat safe with their money, right? Of course, you can take risks to your comfort level. You can hop in on things that you think could be good recovery plays, but you cannot go into something extremely high without feeling that there's going to be some level of volatility. Like this thing could go right back down to 200 once this dies down. It could go back down to 100 as soon as things die down. But the the actual cause and the fact that it's had so much momentum has really helped to drive the price up. And I think for some of the other stocks, right, like if you were interested, let's say in AMC, where you think, hey, after all this is over, they'll be able to turn things around, get people back into theaters, get them really interested in everything that's that they have to offer, right? Like that's different than saying, hey, I'm going to invest in this. I know it might go bankrupt, but it's been going up. So I'm going to just hop on the bandwagon. Your job is to, if you're investing, is to figure out what companies are going to offer you the best return on your money. If you're just speculating and taking advantage of these huge moves, but you didn't get in early, then this is, a dangerous game to play. So just want everyone to keep that piece of it in mind. But I think that there's just a lot of conversation that could be had around this topic because there's so much irony around it, right? When you think about how they're pinning this on the Robinhood users, it's almost like you have a Robinhood situation within this where you have people taking from the rich to give to the poor, right? Figuratively poor, but because we don't know everyone's situation. But the fact is that you're taking from these big money managers and you're shifting it over to retail investors. So definitely an interesting dynamic. What were your thoughts when you first heard some of this coming about or when you looked at your account? I looked at my account, I was like, man, I was feeling good because like I said, when you sign up for Robinhood and you get a referral to sign up, they give you a lot of stock that really aren't that great. And even with that, I even had got plugged power. We talked about that on the last episode and then they ended up going up. So for me, when I looked at the GameStop, I was just like, all right, going up, we're going to see how high it's going to go. And we still have Monday tomorrow. So hopefully it rises some more. But I think you think about investing, especially especially in the stock market, you're playing Russian roulette. Cause even when I think about the split with Apple and Tesla, it's been a while, but I still haven't seen those stocks really rise to the significance that they were before they split. So even with that, you know, somebody could go and invest in Apple tomorrow and get it at a good price. And then two, three months from now, even a week from now, it rides right back how it was before. So it's just a game you play. I think it's just about knowing your place in the game and kind of doing the extra work to see exactly what's going to happen because the market changes every day, really every minute. So it may be, something may be at $1,000 a day and then by the end of closing, it's right back down to 100. So I think it's just kind of knowing how to play the game and knowing when to fall and when to hold. Yeah, and those kind of swings are somewhat abnormal to the market, right? We don't usually see things run up that drastically, but in the near, in like the last 
last couple of months, we've seen the stocks that people are excited about. Well, we feel like these are stocks that are going to change something that we are currently used to. So when you think about Apple and think about Tesla, you think about them going about products that we have yet to, to really see full adoption of, right? So even though we've had electric vehicles for a number of years now, the advancements in technology and the fact that Tesla is even moving beyond just vehicles is drawing a, a large following and people are very excited about the prospects that can happen if Elon continues to push further. And the same thing with Apple where you expect them to be focused on autonomous vehicles, you expect them to continue focusing on their service areas, and then they still have products that we all know and have partake had part some participation in at some point, right? So you are really in a space with these companies that you can try to look out and say they have a strong following now and that can be even more widespread as we see more products come to market. And so there's definitely a, a lot of momentum going with those stocks where you can see huge fluctuations in their prices as they announce things. And that's usually how it goes, right? as there's some announcement and people find out about what's been going on, whether it's their earnings or new product launches or new breakthroughs. Those are all things that usually lead people to have some level of excitement about the market and are what make them willing to pay more today for something that they think will be worth double, triple, quadruple in the future, right? But this situation that we have here with GameStop is different because there wasn't an announcement about the company itself. The announcement is about the short interest and how many people are banking on the company's sales in order to make money versus you looking at the company and saying, hey, we think it's going up because of this. But along with that short interest, the issue is also the fact that they, that people have been able to short more than what's even available on the market. So the short position was at like 130%, which is unfathomable when you're just thinking like, hey, why are people able to put bets beyond what's even available to the market. So I, I feel like this fight for social and economic causes is definitely interesting and something that we'll see continue in the sense of people pushing to have their voices heard about the dynamics of how money is circulated change. Because we're in more of a, a society now where people really want to see a more fair distribution of funds than we've seen in the past. Like we all have seen and heard the stories and watched the billionaires and you know that there's people who have a, a huge abundance of capital and others who are trying to figure out what to do next and how, how they'll even be able to afford the next meal. So that dynamic it is just a huge widening gap that we have to figure out how to address. And 
And so this is a sense of people trying to bring some light to that, right? So I think that it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out over the next couple of days because people are certainly angry about it. And you have regulators looking into the options. But the next question that I would want to ask about that is like, do you think that shutting down the platforms or pausing the buying and sell, well, really the buying of any of these stocks is a form of market manipulation? Or do you think that these companies are looking out for the best interests of the retail investors? I feel like it's half and half. Half of it, they're looking out for the retail investors, and the other part of it is manipulation. But the thing about it, and it's just somebody this in the tech space, even if you shut down this platform, there's always someone else working on a bigger and better platform just waiting to release it. So it's kind of like like you playing cat and mouse. It may work for a month. It may work for six months. It might even work for a year, but I guarantee you in the age of tech, definitely it's someone I had working on a bigger and better platform. That's just how things go in tech. You may have the hot thing today and tomorrow it may be null and void. So no matter how you look at it, ultimately people in tech end up winning. And on the flip side of it, for the people who was able to get GameStop and sell it or make a quick flip, it gives them the confidence to keep investing and also it gives everyone a seat at the table. So a point to that idea that it gives people the confidence to invest, if you are a newer investor, it feels great to see the funds coming into your account and just how people are able to reap huge returns from their investments. But to reiterate, this is not a usual sense of investing because this is a run-up for a specific cause. And so you want to see those kind of increases. And of course, anyone in it, if you've seen this kind of increase in your account and you've held a number of shares, then you've certainly walked away, if you cashed out, walked away with a decent profit, better returns than many of us would have gotten in anything else. Like I don't own any GameStop at this point, but if I had it at $3 and saw this run up, then that's a case where your losses are like unlikely, right? Like to go from 500 back to three is is not likely at this point. So regardless of where the pendulum lies, you'll still come out profitable, but just being mindful of those types of drawdowns and pullbacks that you can really see in the market is important because even when we think about some of the beloved names like Tesla, we've seen and we expect to see certain pullbacks for the price on Tesla. So you wouldn't want to buy it at its highest unless you're looking at the long term thinking, hey, it's going to be worth more than this down the line. So that's the the big thing to really watch out for is that some of these stocks have run up so much that no matter what you do right now, if you're just looking to enter a position at the highest point, then you could be setting yourself up for losses in the short term. If you think that the company has potential beyond where the price is today, then that's a different story. But I think this also leads people to question the stock market as a whole. And so you've seen some shift as well 
from investments in stocks to investments in other storages of value like gold, silver, and of course, Bitcoin. So you have to be mindful of all of those things that are at play. You have to question, like, are people really going to start shifting from the stock market into the crypto market? Are people going to stop looking at the stock market and looking to these storages of value like gold and silver? Do you have to consider other avenues of investing your money in general, right? Like, because we've had these halts on our interest rates. People are piling money into markets now and other places don't offer the same kind of returns while we're going through this situation. That's just the reality. But once we get past this, like you really have to be wise about how you are investing your money, especially since for a lot of us, this is also a means of making sure that you'll be okay in retirement, that you'll have enough. Um, all is fun and games when you're making bets on small amounts uh, in your personal accounts or you're just trying to play around with a couple of speculative plays but when you're talking about your retirement funds you really do have to make sure that you're considering all of the things at play so I would just want to wrap this up by giving that thought of be mindful of what you're investing in investing means that you are expecting some long-term gain from companies that you see value in. If you're just making some quick short-term speculative plays, then that's different and you need to understand what your limits are are going to be. So where you enter, where you exit. And be very intentional and serious about that. Because if you buy GameStop at 400 and it's been hovering in the 300s, you need to figure out where you are willing to cut your losses and move on. You can't watch it drop back down to 50 because that, that's the type of thing that keeps you up at night and that is not where we want to see any of you. Like we don't want to see that happen. So really be intentional and be open and honest with yourself about what kind of losses you would be willing to accept and what kind of gain makes sense for you to anticipate. So just be wise about that. It's definitely realistic for you to look at a lot of these stocks as recovery plays because we are in a situation where companies that have retail shops haven't been able to operate to their usual capacity. And so there will come a day when they will be able to. And so factoring in some of that in the price makes sense. But don't go overpaying and wait for a market pullback so that you can invest. So even when we think through these last couple of days, there have been a couple of pullbacks that you could have caught into for a few stocks. But just watch out. Just watch for those opportunities where the price starts pulling back and people are selling and you can easily hop in at a more favorable price than you would have otherwise. All right, that's it for today. Thank you all for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on Wealthworthy. Bye. Bye.